Black Lives Still Matter. She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the Misdirected Mark Network. Episode 137 is brought to you by patron John Arcadian. listening to episode 137 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. Hello, I'm Andy, and on today's podcast, I'm again not playing. My co-host Senda is joined once again by our good friend Wen Reichel to play Lucian Khan's dead friend. Content notice, this game does deal with the recent death of a good friend and necromancy magic used to talk to the dead. Senda and Wen did play with several safety measures in place that because they recorded after Lines and Veils and talking about the X card and even character creation, we don't get to hear it. But I wanted to assure you that those are indeed in play. Also, I didn't get to be a part of this game or hear it before I started editing it. And it is dynamic and storytelling. And the setting that Wen and Senda have come up with is so interesting just to try and piece it together from their answers without actually getting any direct world building is so fun. And I didn't want to spoil that fun for any of you. So I'm not going to tell you anything about the game. I will say it's not particularly morbid, and you can enjoy their playthrough without knowing much about the game. Without further ado, let's get to it. Now I feel guilty like I should do an introduction. Do whatever you want. Okay, I'll just do one really fast. Then you have to introduce yourself again. Oh dear, yes. Got it. I I didn't warn you or anything because I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to. I can just say that I have you again. Because <laughs> it was last episode. Yeah, I mean, if you actually think you'll put it out, it'll just be like, eh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fine. I'm not going to do it. Never okay. mind. Okay. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make something up later. Perfect. We are sprinkling the salt all the way around the big circle. I, or not we, I. <laughs> I, the living I'm sprinkling the salt in the big circle. And now I have placed my coins, my circle coin on east, and my star coin is on my altar. And I am preparing to perform a dangerous ritual of necromancy. So I have made the circle on the floor. There are ancient, dried, salvaged from like wreckage of previous space ventures. There are weird ancient herbs and plants that I have in a little bowl that are smoking quietly in in the center of the circle. Outside of this glass dome that I am working in, there are I they look kind of like trees, but but they're more blue. And the leaves are some sort of strange mixture of like a pine needle and a deciduous leaf. Like they're very long and pointy like that, but they're also kind of flappy and gentle like a, like a leaf. <laughs> nice. Bark is silver. And I can see all of that basically as I'm, I'm, I'm in an enclosure, but it, the walls are transparent, right? Outside, it is twilight. And there are two moons just starting to rise over the horizon. So I can hear 
the the breeze drifting through these strange leaves they make weird glass tinkling sounds as they touch each other i'm the dead and i've died recently the realm of the dead around me is still unfolding i'm in a small boat with two oars and the the water that's below me i can't tell if it itself looks like the galaxies dark with stars swirling and deep cool colors greeting eddies and uh, rivulets as we go i'm not sure if that's a reflection of above or if that is actually what the water that i'm on looks like it's very quiet very peaceful here but it's very clear also that there is not the sounds of life there is no sound of wind there is no sound of vegetation or small insects or animals or even other people so far i've been growing and carried on this this small current for what seems like quite some time now Though I'm still discovering what it is to be here and rediscovering myself. There is a slight scent on the air. And it's just the slightest hint of lavender. And I don't know why. But I keep getting a, a whiff of it. Wow. Cool. So this is, I'm putting my finger on the star coin. This is an object that you gave to me before you died. This is a, a data chip. It's it's a, an old-fashioned data chip in that like it's got some plastic bulk around it and there's some big curly Q metal working um, on the back side that makes it look kind of like an old-fashioned key, but I don't know what's on it yet. I haven't actually inserted it anywhere to see what you left me. A word from beyond loneliness now i have to figure out how to do the thing <laughs> i am going to place my index finger on the spirit point of the pentagram yes and i'm going to move forward to earth and then i'm going to trace the entire thing like that then i'm going to move the star coin to the earth point okay. So the next part of the ritual, I'm going to shuffle the pentacles. I'm going to draw two cards for me, and then do you want me to draw two cards for you also? Yes, please. Why don't we go back and forth? So my first card is the three of pentacles. So this is someone humble and helpful in our community. This is Dorian. Dorian is actually, he's like a kid. He's like 12. He's really into the idea of the magic arts, but because he's a flesh person, he will never be able to do them himself. So he likes to hang around and he's he's always helping out. He's always there to to, you know, lend a hand. He's uh, he's an orphan, so he, he's sort of like been given to the community to to the android community specifically as 
sort of an, an interface and a, one of the people that's being trained in repairs and that sort of thing. Got it. He's Oh, an apprenticeship. He's got an apprenticeship in Android repair. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. He's super into Android magic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your first card is the King of Pentacles. All right. So in the Ritual of Earth, the King is someone wise and nurturing. So here on Jupiter 2075, the wise and nurturing person. I think it's actually the head of the android community. This person's name is Ash, and Ash doesn't have a season associated with their name. Oh my. Because they're the first android. They oversaw the creation of all the other androids, so they consider themselves the parent of all of you. And so they they raised you, they helped teach you, form you, nurture you. I mean, basically from inception forward. And so they're very highly regarded in the community, but they're not limited to a season. That's super cool. <laughs> All right. My next pentacle is a six, which is someone successful and generous. So this is Luna. She is the primary contact between the android community and the human space station in that she basically manages she manages both the communication and she manages like labor exchanges between the two locations and uh, it essentially functions in some ways as an ambassador mm -hmm. but she is um, she worked her way up to that position it's a very important position in our community because if there were ever strife between humans and androids we already know from past experiences the uprising of 2054 that goes very badly right so it's very important that we have open and transparent communication and and positive intention between you know everybody involved so luna is is not a flesh person i think she is a flesh person. oh okay cool 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 all right yeah good deal but she lives <laughs> just like flesh person <laughs> yes she lives with the android community yes okay and the android community is physically separated from the human space station yeah that just happened cool cool so the humans are in orbit and we are on planet surface or moon surface or something oh yeah cool yes okay right on <laughs> just checking <laughs> sweet all right, anything? Unless physical distance makes this too complicated, because it just fell out of my mouth. I didn't think it through super hard. No, I'm pretty sure that we have, like, you know, little scooters with a crystal bubble around them that you just kickstart <laughs> and go between the space station and, and the ground. Heck yes. I love it. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, your final card is the Seven of Pentacles. All right, someone hardworking and depressed. So I'm going to say the hardworking person who is also depressed is an android person. And I think they are Ash's second, like their right hand. They coordinate all of, all of the androids and what they're doing. They were kind of the first child. And in many ways, like... 
it's fallen to them while Ash is like the the head of the community. A lot of that is more of a figurehead kind of way. And this person, who why don't we just call them Justice, just for no uh, reason. Uh-huh, no particular reason. <laughs> <laughs> it falls to Justice sure. to actually do the inner workings of making the community run and getting everybody to do what they need to do and making sure that the symbiotic relationship with the flesh people and the android people maintains its positive vent because the androids were created to perform a function. Clearly, at least part of that is performing magic. And if the androids don't produce, then there is problems. So justice ensures that is hopefully not the case. Cool. Oh, I note that the handy dandy little graphics here are also actually super duper helpful and I just need to pay attention to them. Yep, totally. Okay. So I'm going to do the ritual of water in which we are going to remember the details of our friendship. Oh, hold on. I don't think we finished the ritual of earth yet. Oh no, did we? So we did, we did part C. Oh, shoot, you're right. But then there's D and E, yeah. Rewind. So because this is the the ritual in which we remember our shared community from before I was dead, the memories are beginning to stir up the environment and change things where I am. So this this very clean palette that I've been seeing for what seems like so long of a time is starting to take shapes around me. And it's like, finally a land mass starts to resolve banks on either side encroaching in on this this glass-like black starry river and the the banks almost look like fog that has rolled in so it's somewhat insubstantial it's gray it's shifting all of the time but i start to remember the people and the first person that comes to mind is Dorian because he was always around. He was always playful and happy and inquisitive and kind of always underfoot. And so what happens is that out of the glass-like starry water, like this inky figure rises like someone who's just finished swimming and coming out onto the bank. And so the starry surface becomes a humanoid form and they walk out onto this cloudy bank and as they do they start to shed some of the black inky void and become more of a swirling half smoke within a contained form and the 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 blackness of the galaxies drips off onto the ground and starts to reform with the river As I am completing the Ritual of Earth, I can feel in my circuitry, there's like strange little frisions, little sparks. If I were a flesh person, I might say tingles, Mm -hmm. but I am not, and that's not how I register them. But the, the, the joints where each point connects to allow my movements are every place where the two wires connects is sparking more than it should. And it feels strange, kind of like having ants 
underneath my plastiskin. Now, ritual of water. All right, sweet. <laughs> so, like a eulogy, the living and the dead remember the details of their our, their friendship, our friendship. I am going to invoke water, um, and I'm going to do it following these motions. I am drawing from fire to water in this pentagram, and then I am moving the star coin. A word from beyond. Sadness. And then I am sliding the circle coin west. Mm. And I'm going to shuffle the cups. Card for you. Card for me. Excellent. I did my cards first last time, so I'm going to do your card first this time. Okay. Okay. You have the nine of cups. Your friend offended you against someone. Yast Oculus is a human who was working both with the people that were on the space station and the android people who were on the ground. Yast had uh, uncovered some concerning things that, that maybe people on the space station did not want the android people to thrive and was trying to work the back angles to ensure that whatever was happening was isolated and uh, being addressed by those who who could do the do so in like a very politic but also effective way right trying to keep it under wraps because when when those things become public there tends to be a lot of name calling and accusations and people go on the offensive or the defensive and so resolving it more calmly more quietly by getting the right people together was exactly what was trying to happen the problem with that is that justice felt left out because yast came down to see Danella, and it seemed like Justice was getting locked out of whatever these discussions were. People don't like to be ignored, don't like to be excluded. It really took Danella standing up for Yast so that this could continue to happen. It wasn't about excluding justice it was about including the people who were gonna grease the wheels and make things happen yes cool i have the six of cups um, the six of cups is your friend helped you with a problem i danella was a assigned a specific a specific spellcasting task it was something important that needed to be accomplished basically for the safety of everyone in, you know, the Jupiter orbit. And it needed to be accomplished um, regularly at a specific time just to, you know, essentially keep everything together, keep everything moving. I was having problems with Dorian because he's always underfoot and he, <laughs> he actually broke the ritual chalice that I was supposed to be using in one particular 
little escapade. And Yast helped me replace that. It was very key. It didn't have to be that exact chalice, but it had to be made of specific material. So it wasn't something that was super easy for me to replace. But Yast was able to get some stuff together from the station and get one put together for me in time for me to continue the ritual. I think that it was, there was a, a meteor shower that was passing through. And it was basically a ritual to make sure that the meteors stayed at an appropriate distance and didn't collide with either the planet or the space station itself. But it had to be refreshed, you know, on a regular schedule. What kind of material Mm -hmm. is that chalice made out of? It's glass, but it's glass with like actual meteor iron maybe in it. Mm Mm-hmm. But it has to be iron that's seen the freedom of space and the the soaring, like, feeling of just, you know, the body of, of material as it flies through, sort of pulled in all the directions by gravity as it passes various other larger bodies. Like, it has to have that experience for it to work. So iron that's been planet-bound for a long time, like what you can actually mine out of the ground, doesn't work. That makes sense. Cool. So I think we're doing this again. Mm-hmm. Because we have two more community members. Yes, we do. Your card is the Three of Cups. Okay. Your friend brought you to a party. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so this is all about, again, building connections and friendships and whatnot. Yast really wanted to know and understand Android culture. Like, the fact that the androids independently had discovered that magic was real and could impact our lives was a revelation and the fact that that no human had ever been able to do this and yet in their first generation the androids could was you know mind-boggling and magnificent and so Yas came down for one of the eclipse parties. And it's it's a ritual, but it's also a time of celebration. And did not participate, because people can't, but was able to observe along with Luna, who was there as the ambassador. And it was, it was actually her first time witnessing a ritual prior ambassador had retired and so it was her first time and so all of us together got to to witness this and it was it was so different than what the storybooks would have told us that a a magical ritual would be like because it didn't come from the minds of of a person who had grown up on earth and it was beautiful that's super cool (laughs) (laughs) i have drawn the king of cups which is my friend manipulated me into doing something. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and there's one character left on the board. So, so yes, on the space station. I'm assuming you're using he, her, he yep, and yep. pronouns. Okay. I thought I was going to use she, her, but like I'm rethinking that. Okay. <laughs> so, because most of my Android companions do not have pronouns. So I am going to commit to they, them. Okay. Conversation. Okay. Yast, when he was on the space station, he was able to kind of drive the conversation of the people who needed to resolve the 
the thing he'd discovered. <laughs> but in doing that, to resolve that situation, the flesh people had some demands of the android contingency. While most of them were pretty reasonable, there was one that seemed a little strange to us from a logical perspective. We were really reluctant to agree to it, and it wasn't something that I could agree to on behalf of the androids. Mm -hmm. um, it was something that had to not only go through justice, but also, also through Ash. And I had to convince Ash to, to give the humans what they wanted, despite the fact that I didn't personally think that it, 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 seemed, it seemed off to me. It seemed like a discordant note. I'm not sure what that thing was, if you have any thoughts on it. What the concession was? Yeah, it could have been like some sort of service or it could have been a physical object of some kind. I'm thinking it's a physical object, but that it has some kind of, say, metaphysical as opposed to spiritual meaning to the androids. Like yeah. it's it's a relic as far as they are concerned. They might be part of Ash's body. Ooh. Or like Ash's first yeah. body or something like that. I I think it is it's it's like Ash's first hand. Mm. I think and I think the way that it ended up working out is that we conceded that point and Ash's first hand is on the station. And in exchange, in exchange, we got Dorian to be an apprentice to repair, to basically learn to repair androids. Okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> nice. I like it. He's not always as helpful as he seems. <laughs> Who, Dorian or Yast? <laughs> <laughs> Dorian. <laughs> no, he's not. He's trying, though. He's, he sure Sweet is. Boy. Sweet little guy. You have the seven of cups. Okay. Seven. Oh my. Oh, I lied to my friend. <laughs> okay. Shame. So the lie that Yas told Donella is that they wanted Ash's hand as basically a museum piece, right? This was the first part of the first android that was ever created, and that it would be put in a place of honor where people could go to see it and and feel a sense of achievement for, you know, the flesh people. We had created this and now there was new life. But that's not 100% the story. What it is, is that the flesh people think that they can use that hand to back into how magic is performed. Because we don't have magic, and the fact that our creation, the androids, do is frustrating and concerning, and there's so much about it that makes people nervous and upset, and it feels like we should be able to control our creation, but that is not true. The androids are living beings, they have their own thoughts and feelings, and they have this ability that we absolutely do not have. And that is why I had to lie to my friend, because I know these things, I know what they want it for, but they don't let the androids onto the space station to see for themselves. 
Oh, dear. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I have the Ten of Cups. I celebrated a holiday with my friend. We already had a party. Yes. Um, it was... Yeah, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, and you see this is the foreshadowing to your motivation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just check. Wait, it is? Are we on that part? No, I'm still on E, right? Oh, I was doing E. I thought you were on F. Oh, so I do F. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then, well, it says everyone. Okay. You're right. You're right. Okay, you're so right. I think I, I think I do E again. I'm you're sorry. Fine. You're right. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do E. <laughs> okay. We're going to celebrate a holiday. I was, so I was the one who actually invited you to the ritual. And I did that because it's my favorite holiday. Like, it's my favorite Android holiday. It's a celebration of renewal. It's a celebration of the original creation of androids. And then and from that, it is it becomes a celebration of basically Ash's birthday at the same time. But we celebrate it as a holiday, and it is also a ritual day. So it's all of those things. And I really wanted to make sure that you were there, which is why Luna brought you specifically from the station to, to, to come to that as basically her plus one. <laughs> Got it. Nice. But I wanted, I wanted you to see it because you're my friend. And it's something that I think, you know, having experienced it, I hope that you can go back to the flesh people and basically, you know, share with them the experience and that like, you know, we, we have these feelings and we celebrate different things in different ways, but that we still celebrate and we have that in common that we share, you know, holidays and, and the idea of holidays and, and that kind of thing. And is there any special part of the ritual that you want to tell us about or the celebration? Like, you know, is there lighting of candles <laughs> or consuming of something or... There, so there's a moment in the middle when, oh, I don't want to make this too awkwardly religious. I mean, it can be birthday so party that, related, you know. It is birthday party related. It's just turning into Christmas by accident. Ah. <laughs> so the, there's actually a moment where in the midst of the ritual, as, as part of basically our binding of our community together, we share from that, from the chalice that we use for this particular instance, which is made out of different material. We're not talking about space iron now. We're talking about this is a chalice that is made with glass that is infused with just the, the basic components of the surface world, right? Because it is meant to ground us and connect us as a community. So when we when we use rituals from this chalice, that is its purpose. And so it is a centering and grounding chalice. So this one is one where we share basically the, the, the fluid that um, we use to keep our joints limber. We have, you know, we have an endless supply of it. We can basically generate it whenever. So it's not something that we run out of. But when we share it as a community from this grounding cup, it is specifically intended to join us all as the, the sort of greater good and what happens is that ash takes the first sip and then passes it to justice justice takes the next one and it's passed then to the leaders of each of the four seasons hmm. of the androids themselves 
And then from there, it's passed to every other Android so that everyone is basically sharing in the lubricant of life. <laughs> Indeed, they are. That's... <laughs> That's Android life. It's Android life for you. You've got to be lubricated. <laughs> oh it managed to be serious for a minute, and then I couldn't come up with another descriptor. <laughs> That's okay. It is the sharing of the oil. <laughs> there we go. The sharing okay. of the oils. The sharing of the oils. <laughs> nice. Everyone shares the oils. <laughs> okay. All right. Now... Now we can do our motivation. <laughs> okay, now we get to that part. All right, perfect. Okay, and you got the knave of cups. Okay. I, I have to show you him because he's very knavish looking. Oh my, yes. Nice. <laughs> he would like to partake in the lubricant, please. <laughs> I learned something new about my friend. Great. Yes, I did. One of the things that I learned about Danella was that they had plans for themselves that certainly pass beyond the scope both of, of time and of reach than I had ever considered for myself. You know, I knew that I was not exactly a cog in the machine, but that the, the job that I was doing was narrow and focused and important, but that my, my reach, my name, my legacy would not expand beyond really the people on the space station and the androids that are on Jupiter um, on the surface. And I was content with that. You know, this is what I signed up for and... I, I had never wanted more because I was content with my life. I was content with what I was doing and I was fulfilled by it. But Donella was always dreaming bigger, thinking larger than I ever had. And that surprised me, but delighted me because Again, I kind of thought that everyone thought the same way I did. And so learning that uh, my friend, the android, you know, thought bigger and had aspirations for themselves that were, were much larger than what I had anticipated. It was, it was good to know. I was glad. I have machinations is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Dreams are machinations, you know. Depends on the perspective of the person you know. hearing them. <laughs> I have the five of cups. My friend chose someone else over me. I keep drawing all the ones that make you look very bad. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Poor Yast. Poor Yast. <laughs> no wonder I think you're the person to bring back for this situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there was actually a moment... Well, this is foreshadowing my motivation. Okay. There was actually a moment at the end of the holiday ritual. When the actual ritual activity was done, everyone was kind of mingling and just enjoying themselves. And I came to you and I asked you to stay, just to stay with us for the night. 
mm-hmm. and to, to finish out the sort of the, the full experience. And you chose Luna instead. And you went back together and I was not sure how I felt about that, especially at the time. I couldn't tell exactly what that relationship was. It disappointed me a lot that that was your decision. Did Luna and I return to the space station or did we explore your home, basically, <laughs> the, the dwelling on Jupiter more, just the two of us? I actually think the second one. Yeah. So instead of staying and basically participating in the rest of the festivities, you two took off by yourselves to explore or do whatever. (laughs) Whatever happened. There may have been lubricant involved. (laughs) You know, I don't ask about flesh people rituals of lubricant. I I kind of felt like I had invited you and you decided you, you skipped out on the last part of that invitation. It sounded to me like you invited Luna, and I was her plus one, so... Well, I didn't invite Luna. Luna's always invited. Ash and Justice invite Luna, and then I kind of invited you because we get one more officially supposed to be the plus one situation, but it was sort of strongly suggested that you were that person, you know. (laughs) Got it. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, clearly Yas did not pick up on the context on... or any nope. kind of subtext that may have been happening there. Yeah, nope. <laughs> no, 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 he did not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Or, or, or picked it up but mis- mis- at- misattributed it to, like... Right, someone else. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thinking back on that night, the ritual of the eclipse and Ash's birthday and... Being on the surface of Jupiter is just a very powerful reminder of being alive and being among others and just a really, it was a very moving and emotional time, right? Seeing the androids together again in this this ritual they had created in this holiday that was just theirs. It didn't exist anywhere else in the galaxy. I was impactful, you know, and Luna and I had gone off after that and really just discussed it because it wasn't something that either of us had expected to be as impactful as it was. But in that moment, you know, I'm thinking about that and I can I can almost smell, you know, the oils. It's like, even here, alone in the void, in my boat, with the galaxies around me, I can, I can almost smell that. I can almost hear the clink of hands on the glass as it passes from android person to android person. And I forget that I'm dead. I am completing the ritual of water and from inside my dome, I can hear 
The leaves are clinking harder and harder outside. There is more than just a tiny breeze now that makes them kind of jingle like wind chimes. It's picked up and it's really moving and they're clanking against each other loudly at this point. And being in the middle of a forest that is full of these trees, it's it's very loud. It's like being surrounded by a bunch of windows as they're being broken. I'm starting to smell the specific scent that I associate with storms on Jupiter, which is sort of a a brimstone kind of scent. And as the first drops fall, they are little flames that they they hit the 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 dome over me and they they splatter right into little sparks and then they fizzle and steam for a second and then they're gone and they are starting to rain down on the trees outside too so there's the smell of of just brimstone and burning and smoke in the air and then the rains hitting the leaves as they clink and i am standing strong under this dome because i am still going to continue forward enjoyed listening to episode 137 of she's a super geek if you liked what you heard please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcatcher of choice our theme song is rock and roll play baby by kieran strange you can find more tour dates merchandise and music online kieranstrange.com or on twitter at kieran strange you can find out more about us at sasgeek.com or on twitter at sasgeekpodcast Find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash sasgeek. Join us in two weeks for the second half of the Dead Friend Ritual. She's a real-